0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron Clements in Washington, D.C. after quite a weekend. It started with Patty and I attending a preseason NFL game between my Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore with tickets courtesy of Ticks. We also got two free tickets from Ticks to see Billy Idol and Brian Adams in Bristol, Virginia last Monday night. That's uh, a great organization for military veterans to use. If you're a vet, check them out, get some free tickets to sporting events, concerts, whatever. Uh, But back to our D.C. weekend, we attended Friday's Brewers Nationals game at Nationals Park with a group from Lutheran Social Services National Capital Area, spent Saturday sightseeing and visited the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum and the Natural History Museum, and then Sunday, we were back at Nationals Park to see the Brewers and Nats again, this time with a group from Family and Youth Initiative in Washington. Joining me today on the podcast is D.C. FYI's Executive Director, Susan Punnett, Who has been involved in social work for more than two decades and helped found Family and Youth Initiative back in 2010? Susan, welcome and thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much. We had fun at the game yesterday.
0: Well, you. Sorry about your Brewers. Yes, (laughs) I did not because the final score Sunday was 16 to eight, and at one point, entering the ninth inning, it was 16 to four. Uh, It was nine to nothing at the end of the third inning. It was not not fun for uh, the Brewers fans in attendance, myself included. But we'll talk baseball in in a little bit. (laughs) Uh, So FYI's mission is to, I got this from your website, connect teens in foster care with adults who become their support systems, ensuring teens have adults to rely on for advice, guidance, affection, and a sense of belonging. Can you explain in a little more detail what that means and what exactly your organization does?
1: So we work with teens who are in foster care, 12 to 21, who need adults in their lives. So these are young people who are not generally not expected to go back to their family. So reunification has been ruled out. They may have a goal of adoption. They may have a goal of APLA, but there is no adult who has been identified to be their permanent parent. And for many of them, because they're bouncing around from one foster home to another or foster home to group home, they don't have people who are consistently in their lives. All of us need support. All of us need family connections. It doesn't matter if you're 12 or 15 or 18 or 53 or whatever age um, those of us who grew up in families we don't lose our family when we turn 18 or 21 and leave foster care but for children in foster care they often lose those connections both while they're in care and then again when they leave foster care so our goal is to ensure that they have adults who are in their lives now and will stay in their lives as long as those young people want them to be there.
0: I mean, i'm forty five and I still like want my dad's approval like when we started this baseball trip, I just wanted to make sure my dad wasn't going to tell me you're nuts, you're stupid. what do you you're crazy No, don't do this, <laughs> but he was very supportive and-, and
1: and it's true right If you grew up with family, you take it for granted that your parents will still be there mm-hmm. when you turn twenty one or twenty five or forty five or right. whatever it is and there are many young people who do not have that luxury they don't have people who will be there for them and will be supportive and Um, both to be there for advice, but also like when you do something like this to say, yes, I believe in you, you can do it. Or when you publish a book to, you know, who's going to be like super, super excited the way a
0: parent is. Right. And even my my dad is like a staunch Republican, but and even though I told him, or when I told him that Tim Kaine, who was Hillary Clinton's running mate in 2016, has a copy of my book, he was like, that's wonderful. That could be good publicity for you. And so I and I hope it is to get to get that message out and, and get the conversation uh, going about foster care. And you mentioned group homes. There was a young man we met Sunday who sat next to me for an inning or two who he mentioned that night he had to go back to his group home. And, and it kind of it didn't really click what he said at the time. But then when we got back in the car and I thought about it, I was like, that's kind of sad that this kid doesn't have a family to go home to after the baseball game.
1: Right, right. And... I'm sure as you've been doing this foster care learning, as you've been going, um, pretty much anywhere there are not enough foster parents for teens. Oh, yeah. And the older children are, the fewer the foster homes there are. So older children who are in foster care will increasingly be in congregate care type settings like a group home. And a group home can be okay, but again, it's rotating staff. So Mm -hmm. there's different people, um, different days of the week, and it's not a family setting in the same way.
0: And it is unfortunate that the older kids seem to be the ones kind of left out when it comes to adoption.
1: Because most people have no idea that there are 16, 18, 20, 25-year-olds who still want to be adopted. You think about adoption, you think little people. You right. think infants, you think um, maybe four or five or six-year-olds. And there will be older child adoption programs. That you know they're called older child and they could be like six to twelve year olds because mm-hmm. that's considered older for adoption and yet there are teens who are in foster care who still want family, right? But they also are um, cautious because so many adults have let them down, so. If you have an infant or a two-year-old, you pick a family, you place that baby or child in that family's arms, and you don't question whether it's a good fit. I mean, you've already done all your due diligence, you know they're going to be good parents, etc. Um, with a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old, there has to be a fit as well, because they have personalities and likes and dislikes, and they really need a chance to get to know adults and yet they're not sure they want to get to know adults because so many adults have let them down. So it's this very difficult sort of dance you have to do to allow them to get to know another person and also to encourage adults to even take the time to find out about teens and then get to know them.
0: And yeah, we met a foster mother who works with Lutheran Social Services named Irene Stevenson, and she took in two 18-year-old unaccompanied refugees from... Uh, One was from the the Congo. The other one was Mm -hmm. from another African country. I'm not sure which one. But anyway, she said for the first two months that they were living with her, they barely said a word to her because they had been in other homes where they were mistreated and just neglected.
1: Right. And And even if someone's not neglectful in a foster home, they're not sure, a teen is not sure he or she's going to be there long term. Right. So how much effort do I want to put into opening up to you I'm just going to be moved again in a week or something and then I will feel like I put myself out and once again I put myself out and somebody rejected me let mm-hmm. me down whatever it is and so every time that happens people become more closed right and then yep. they and then they need adults to earn their trust so yeah. they need an adult to just continue to be there even if bad stuff happens or whatever it is but just to be there consistently so that they can build a relationship
0: and it's important not just for small kids but for teenagers who are you know, young adults To they, they still need a stable environment oh, yeah. and, and they still oh, need yeah. love because right. that's the only way they're going to thrive you know, right. uh, we, we, there was a guy from Wisconsin with a new family services we met uh, last year his name's Matt Raisler, and and he said that you know we don't want kids to just survive in a home. We want them to thrive in a home. yeah, and you only do that when you're in a loving environment, right And, and, a you, stable feel, environment. and you
1: right and you feel safe there and yeah. you know you're going to be there for a while.
0: right yeah. Uh, there's a guy uh, who plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates. His name's Chris Archer, and I think it's it's kind of neat that you guys focus on teens because Chris uh, he was adopted by his grandparents when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said when he started his Archway foundation, That he kind of had this wide range of things that he was trying to do and then he narrowed it down to helping homeless teens and that's what he does now and and if there's any i realize chris is a north carolina guy who played in tampa and is now in pittsburgh so there's really no connection to washington (laughs) dc but if you can ever get a a chance to connect with chris archer he'd be right in line his foundation is right in line with what you guys do
1: okay Well, we'll have to look out for him right you never know maybe he'll get traded
0: that, that could be he's not having a great year with the pirates <laughs> Oh, sorry to hear that <laughs> outside of josh bell nobody's really having a great year for oh, the pirates okay. <laughs> um, what kind of support do you provide these kids once they have aged out of foster care
1: young people start with us while they're in care they're referred to us by a social worker or someone else in their on their case team we match them well we do the events so sunday was a small event for us but um We do events like that a couple times a month where we invite all the teens, we invite adults who want to be involved with us or are involved with us, and it's through those events that adults and teens begin to develop relationships Um, and then we're training adults we're getting their background clearances so that by the time a teen might say I want this person as my mentor that mentor has all of his or her clearances done and we can make that match so we try and match every teen with a mentor um, host family if we can and for those who want to be adopted we're trying to help them find adoptive families so we have some teens who come into our program they meet someone um Who becomes an adoptive parent they may get adopted and then we don't see them that much anymore they won't come to events Um, they're just off doing their own thing and happy and that's good we have other teens who are placed for adoption they still hang out with us which is fine Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's some young people who either don't want to be adopted or don't find an adoptive family stay with us age out of foster care continue to participate so I think at the game yesterday we had at least we had two, I think, young folks who had already aged out of foster care who were just there as part of the group. So we invite them to events if they still want to do the events. Um, if they have a mentor, their mentor is still in their life. Many of them will come through the office at times because they just need some help with a uh, resume or finding a job or figuring out some bureaucratic thing, um, maybe need a little financial support, maybe you want to leave some documents here so there's a safe place because certificates social security cards things like that will get lost Um, so there are a number of young people for whom we are storing the originals and they've got copies just to be Mm. safe and then um, making sure they're still connected with people i mean really for us for them it's all about making sure they still have those connections so there was a conversation that happened behind you i'm not sure if you heard it yesterday Um, a young woman who's aged out of foster care who was there and got into a conversation with a couple of people about she's interested in starting a business at some point and she had this idea that she was sort of starting to think about and it turned out the two adults sitting next to her have, are both people who have run businesses so there was this whole long conversation oh, 90, that happened 90, about that. Nice. <laughs> about licensing and one part where she wanted uh there's like a restaurant is in the mix which is a crazy thing for anyone to do but that's another story and so there was this whole conversation about liquor licenses and you know you buy a you buy a restaurant instead of building a restaurant because of all the investment that comes that right. just sort of just all those things that I think was way more than she bargained for. But, you know, on the other hand, in five years, maybe she'll really be ready to do this. And she knows that there are these resources for her and people who people who are interested in them and want to be connected with them for no reason except they want to. So unlike so many people in their lives who were paid like social workers and, you know, people who are being paid to to do a job when Mm -hmm. they're in foster care, there are not a lot of people in their lives who were there just because they want to be and that's a little bit of an eye-opener for a lot of our young people that these are adults who just want to spend time with them and support them
0: and you kind of led me into the next question a a, a little bit uh there were as you mentioned there were a a few kids who were at the game some were 20 21 others were uh, most of them were teenagers uh what kind of impact can a day out at a baseball game have for these kids where they really don't have to worry about anything but hanging out at at the park and you know eating a hot dog or something
1: so there's both uh the one day and then there's the many days combined there are many things that we do with teens that they'll they will not have done otherwise so um one of the teens who i think you did talk to yesterday um participated in a summer camp that is funded i think in part by the nationals and so she has been to a baseball game. She Cheyenne? is a, Yeah, okay. she is a baseball player. Um, there are other young folks in foster care who would never go to a baseball game otherwise if they didn't go with us or, you know, a group like ours. So there's that, just like, there's all these things that you can do that you don't even know are out there, which is true for any of us. I mean, the adults will say the same thing. Like, we'll do, I don't know, like we do the Adventure Park, and a lot of people have never been there before. So now they know it's there, and it's fun, and they can do it. Um, so there's that piece. It's just the having a really fabulous time with people that you enjoy being with, as I think you saw, like everybody's just having Mm -hmm. all kinds of conversations. Some of us watch the games, some of us (laughs) not so much. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's a safe place. It's a place that's comfortable. It's a place where the fact that you happen to be in foster care is not a big deal, because all the other teens are in foster care, too. So you don't have to feel uncomfortable about that. It's a chance to experience something new, and have a good time with people you know. And then also, because we do these events a lot and we get the group together there's a real community there mm-hmm. that a lot of our teens don't have otherwise i mean a I, lot of a lot of them will say like their best friends are people uh, teens they met in the program and the adults that they will contact when they need support or if something good happens and they just want to tell someone are the adults that they've known from the program
0: and i think it was kind of neat it was it was pretty hot for a one thirty game on sunday and when mm-hmm. we got to the seats we we're in the sun an hour into the game they were they were in the shade but the kids just hung out at a picnic table in the concourse together as a group, and yeah. so you mentioned that yeah. that community, and I, I thought that was pretty neat that these yeah. these kids were just hanging out together, and and uh, sh- you know Cheyenne and the the boy who was sitting behind us, Ethan, they were paying attention to the game, but uh, the other ones they they were just socializing and and having fun. At right. least I hope they were having fun. Oh yeah, no, I think they had definitely, fun. Definitely
1: having fun. <laughs> definitely having fun.
0: <laughs> I did not have as much fun because of the way the game went. And <laughs> it did not help that your husband, Joe, was sitting behind at me, uh, just like razzing me the whole time.
1: Well, you gave him an opening to do that. Was, that but, was your mistake. Like I should have warned you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You didn't remind him he's a Phillies fan? It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh no, I didn't I I I was I know you you grew up in Philly. I didn't <laughs> he did realize he, he was a Philly guy also. too. Okay. <laughs> but you've been down here though in like 40 for like 40 years you told me Sunday. Yeah. So you've kind of adopted the Nationals yes, as this well. this is true. This is true. Uh you, would you have like an early major league baseball memory? Like your, you know, you know, maybe your first game and 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 what you
1: mm, No, I don't felt because at the time? um we didn't I think my earliest probably was a minor league game, and I don't even remember where it was. There was probably a team in Rochester in the days we lived there, but we were not. My dad was a sports fan, but he had three girls, and we were not big. Um, we, we did not go to a lot of games. Okay. So I do have memories, but I, I'm not sure I, I could even pull one up and describe it at this <laughs> point. <laughs>
0: Uh, hopefully these kids uh, Sunday got, if, they, if it was their first game, they got a memory that, that they yeah. will remember yeah. years and years from now. Well, I
1: mean, how many cause... times is your first game seven home runs, eight
0: home runs, eight whatever home runs. it was, yeah, eight, eight home runs. I think, was, I think the Nats <laughs> set a, a team record. It's kind of funny because the night before, the Brewers won in 14 innings and they hit seven home runs. So whoever went to those games, if, if, if whoever was sitting in the left field or just anywhere in the bleachers, really right field, left field, center field, in those two games, Saturday and Sunday, if they stuck around the whole time,
1: <laughs> the odds were good. They the odds out.
0: were good that you are going to get a baseball with. Because I think the well, there were eleven home runs hit Saturday, and then I think the Brewers hit three, so an, another eleven home runs hit On Sunday. Sunday, uh, yeah, pr- pretty wild That's for a crazy. sixteen to eight game after a fifteen to fourteen game. You just don't see <laughs> scores like that in baseball. Those are football scores with with two point conversions. <laughs> Uh, now your, your website is at uh, dcfyi.org. How can people get involved with Family and Youth Initiative here in DC or um, in the greater DC area?
1: Greater, yep. We have volunteers from all through the metro area, so we welcome anyone who wants to, to come join us for events, sign up on our website, um, come to our orientation, learn more. We are always particularly looking for host families and adoptive families. Um, So if you've ever thought about parenting a teen long term or having a teen come spend a series of weekends with you and really providing support, come check us out or call us up or email us and ask us questions. Um, I think one of the things that really makes us different is that people don't need to decide before they walk in the door that they want to do X. So... um, If someone is open to the possibility, for example, of adoption, they can come to the events, they can meet us, they can meet the teens, they can get a better feeling for who these teens are because you don't often get a chance to meet teens who happen to be in foster care. Um, And most of us don't look forward to parenting teens. It's not exactly, uh, stereotypically, it's not the best age, although some of us would argue with that. So, and and I think the thing that's different is... um, a teenager who's grown up in a family developmentally is starting to push away when they become a teen, whereas our guys are sort of pushing away a little bit but still looking for that connection. So it really is a different experience, but you need to come and meet them to see that for yourself.
0: Right. And Irene, who I mentioned earlier, she kind of said, you know, despite her girls not talking to her for two their first two months in the home, now, like, they're going off to college. They're 21 years old. They're going off to college, and they really are having bittersweet feelings about leaving because they do love her and and she has become their their mom
1: right
0: i love the movie instant family where they they go to one of these events like you're talking about and they see this this little girl well she comes with two teenagers and and uh so that was really really neat and i i love that movie i thought that movie did a really good job of portraying like not not sugarcoating Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, the foster care system mm-hmm. because they, they do do talk about the how it can be complicated for some things and yeah. the, the path to adoption but well it's always uh,
1: complicated for the children right, right. i mean yeah. it's just the fact that you are in foster care means that something has happened in your family mm-hmm. and it's not something that you would wish on anyone and yet for many teens there i mean children in foster care <laughs> they are still connected to their birth family or they want to be because mm-hmm. your family is your family. It right. doesn't matter who they are, or what the circumstances are. So for them, it's always complicated. Yeah. And for adults, sometimes it is also.
0: And um, So if someone's really not in the position to bring a child into their home, what is like, if, if someone wants to donate, what, what kind of items would, would you guys be looking for?
1: Well, we always welcome financial donations because that allows us to keep doing what we're doing. If someone wants to sponsor one of our events, that's great. We collect some personal items for teens just so that we have things here when they need them. We do books for their birthday party, for their birthdays. We send each of them a card and a book on their birthday. So we're always collecting books. I mean, there's sort of pieces like that that if anybody's interested, they could just give us a call and we could have a conversation. It would be lovely.
0: Awesome. And what is the phone number to call? 202-863-0975. Thank you so much, Susan. That's Susan Punnett with Family and Youth Initiative in Washington, D.C. Again, dcfyi.org. Susan, thank you so much for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you. And Patty and I are leaving the Delmarva area on Wednesday and we'll be in Hilton Head, South Carolina next time we speak to you. Until then, have a great week. And as always, thank you for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast.
1: Swing, better batter swing, better better swing. Swing, better better, swing, better better swing, better better swing. Yeah.